I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Before we get started with this week's must-have seen TV, I just wanted to hop on here and remind everyone that you can leave a review for the show in iTunes, which really helps out the show in ways that I don't understand because iTunes is a mystery palace and who knows how their stuff really works behind the curtain. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at at MustHaveSeenTV. I got on that early and nailed down that username. But I'm trying to post really fun things about the production of the show on Instagram and just all sorts of fun interactive things on Facebook. Also, you can send emails in because I want to try out doing some Q's and A's about 20th century sitcoms. So if you have any questions about any shows, large or small, big questions, small questions about any show, any sitcom before the year 2000, go on and send it to musthaveseentv at gmail.com. Got all that? Let's get on with the show. Wake up the door, man. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to sitcoms of the 20th century. From I Love Lucy to News Radio, I'm your TV guide, Brett White. And this week I'm joined by Elena Chmielewski. Yay! Hello, Elena! Hi, Brett. Thanks yeah. So yeah, we hung out at the mall before this, so we so nostalgic. Yeah. So this is a uh, we went to the '90s and then we went to the '70s. Yeah, <laughs> traveling in time. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming out and Thanks being so on the show and uh, watching an episode that was almost like quasi hand like fate intervened <laughs> to make you watch or something. Uh, because there were a, there was a couple of options, and someone said you got to go with this one, right? Is that what happened? I had just always heard the name Rhoda uh, in my life. Yeah, have I have no concept about what it is, <laughs> or had no concept about what it's about. So when I saw the name, I was just like, "That's it. it's destiny." Yeah, <laughs> this is my chance. Yeah, this is your chance. And also, we are no, she's not from Queens. Well, we'll get into it. Uh, <laughs> She's from uh, she, oh yeah, uh, yeah. So this week on the show, we are traveling to September 9th, nineteen seventy four. Chinatown ruled the box office. Wow. Yeah, you're having my baby by Paul Anka and Odia Coates. What a name! Odia Coates topped the charts, and CBS aired the Rhoda episode Joe. Elena, you must have seen Joe before. Neither no. the person nor the episode yeah. until today. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the very first episode of Rhoda. So I used to watch Rhoda 
Mary Tyler Moore Show was on Nick at Night, so that was a regular thing. Rhoda didn't... I don't know if Rhoda ever came on Nick at Night. I think Rhoda was a TV Land show. So when Nick at Night expanded to have a whole network, Rhoda was one of the shows that I think they grabbed. I don't know, it might have been on Nick at Night. But I watched Rhoda every now and then. So I'm not as familiar on Rhoda, although I am uh, pretty boned up on like the first season of Rhoda. <laughs> Because I had to write an article about it, and we'll get into that. Um, Here's how you and I are different. Yeah. Nick and Knight would come on, and I would turn off the TV or change the channel. Oh, my god! It's something, when I was a child, it was oh. something about the graininess of the quality of the shows <laughs> yeah. that I knew they weren't for me. Oh, really? Like, no, thank you. I guess, why did I think they were for me? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you just what was your What you were your jams? Know. What were your TV jams? Uh, this is crazy. We didn't have cable, first of all. Yeah. And I just genuinely loved PBS. And for a <laughs> long time, I would most f- look forward to watching Where in the World is Carmen San Diego when I got home from school okay. <laughs> and Ghost Rider on the weekends. Okay. Those were my jams. Okay. I I didn't grow up with, I mean, PBS was a thing, but I didn't watch it. Yeah. I was a, I don't know, I think I was like the kid that parents would worry about, I guess. <laughs> As I was like, educational? Mm-mm, no thank you. I only watched, vi- well, air quote violent cartoons. I think in retrospect, Ninja Turtles, not that. Not that. Not that violent. No. Not that bad. Um, so I would watch that and I would watch Nick at Night. Well, I guess Nick That's at Night so is a thing. We watched uh, TGIF. We were a big yeah, yeah, TGIF yeah, yeah. I was family. Big on, I was big on TGIF. Even though I, I feel like I loved all the classic sitcoms I watched on Nick and Night way more than TGIF. That's so fascinating yeah. to me. Even even now, knowing Cheers is a good show, yeah. having, I've watched the first season and enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I still hear the theme song and get angry because it used to make me angry as a child because yeah. it meant a bad adult show was coming che- out. Yeah, I also did not, I love Cheers now, but as a kid, as soon, it's such a brown show. And this is the thing that's come up a couple times on the podcast, is like Cheers is almost, uh, what, antithetical? Or it's like a, it's very off-putting to children. Because it's like, yeah. everything is brown, and then that old-timey opening credits, and like the song the is so... credits were a big The theme off. song is great, and I love it, but it starts off so like, making your way in the world. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> It's so, it's just a lot going on. Uh, and whereas like older sitcoms like Bewitched and I Dream of Genie had like cartoons as opening, which makes it seem like, ooh, I'm about to watch a cartoon. And then we well, are watching a live action cartoon, basically. Yeah, I still didn't like those. The one, I don't know how this got past me, but I didn't love Golden Girls. I think I just didn't get the humor. It was okay, over yeah, my head yeah, still yeah, yeah. when it was on. But I loved Mama's Family. Oh, Mama's, Yeah. It was I a weird see, thing. Mama's Family is like a broader Golden Girls in a way. And it might have been in a more, it might have been before or after something that yeah. was more enjoyable to me. So it and just also, like. Mama's Family was on. concurrent with our child because that ran until the early 90s. That I think it ran, sense. I think it ended in maybe 90 or 91. My husband loved, like, grew up on. I never watched Mama's Family growing up, but mm. he, like, he didn't have cable. So Mama's Family in syndication or. Uh, on it like odd times was his thing and he would watch it every day and so we got a sling tv account so i've been dvring mama's family and match game nice <laughs> and so every weeknight we will alternate uh between watching old <laughs> match game in the 70s or mama's family in the 80s uh but yeah i um i love mary tyler moore and i think i definitely talked about that in the mary tyler moore episode with bridget 
uh, how I grew up loving that show and and Rhoda and you know was very surprised to learn like oh she had her own show uh, one of three spinoffs the Mary Tyler Moore show had because it also had Phyllis and the hour-long drama Lou Grant. <laughs> I've never heard of either of those. Yeah, Cloris Leachman and Ed Asner. Uh, so this, so this is this is also the first. Um, I think there were a couple of firsts here because this is the first spinoff we've ever talked about on Must Have Seen TV, and this is also I think the first pilot episode we've ever talked about on Must Have Seen TV. Nice. So there's like so there's a lot of stuff to get into here. I'm very excited. So I let's get into it. it. This week on Must Have Seen TV, we are talking about the Rhoda episode, Joe. <laughs> it is the first episode of season one and was written by David Davis and Lorenzo Music and directed by Robert Moore. Here is how Hulu describes the episode. Rhoda meets a man while vacationing in New York. Elena, how accurate is that? <laughs> True. I mean, it is accurate. <laughs> I guess if he had to distill this, like, kind of like, you know, it's a, not complicated, but there's a lot. There's a lot of content in this episode. But sentence, she was on vacation and, and she, she did, did meet, meet a man. man. She did meet that man. Uh, Can I say one, one thing as quickly as that description is? Yeah. This is a show that in the first episode referenced Ms. Magazine, but it's named after the male character. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, it is. This is named after Joe. Yeah. He's the one guy in the whole, besides the, whole, the boy, his yeah, son. Yeah, and the Carlton, the doorman, who's you only hear the voice. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it's also weird that it isn't just called Pilot. That is interesting. Because every first episode is titled Pilot. It would have been really cool if he had been a pilot. Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, before we, we had a couple of technical things beforehand, because this episode starts... With a cold open that you cannot watch on Hulu, which is um, a very, very, very important scene to the entirety of the uh, Mary Tyler Moore-verse, um, which you can find it on YouTube, which is Mary Richards seeing Rhoda off. So I guess I'll get into, like, the backstory. So, like, buckle up. <laughs> um, I'm ready. So Mary Tyler Moore show debuted in 1970, so four seasons. So Rhoda was on Mary Tyler Moore for the first four years. And this is right before season five starts. So in modern sitcoms, at the end of season four, you would think that there would be some sort of, like, talk about how, like, Rhoda, a main character, is not going to be on the show anymore. You know? Uh, no, doesn't happen. <laughs> Rhoda's last episode of Mary Tyler Moore is, like, an unceremonious episode where she, like, goes on a weird date with Mary's boss, Lou, and then she's not in the last two episodes of season four. And so, like, and they that's never it. discuss her ever again? No, they do, oh, but okay. it's, like... It's weird that if you were only watching Mary Tyler Moore, all of a sudden there you would not notice that Rhoda was gone and you'd be like, wait a second, where did she go? Oh, they just mentioned that she's in New York. When did that happen? Well, um, she, maybe it's weirder going through the experience of watching it, but to me it's enough that she was on vacation. That is yeah. negligible. And yeah, that's a, which is interesting because she's only on going on vacation and it turns out to be a permanent move. Yeah. And uh, it's a two-week vacation, so... That's a long-ass vacation. Yeah, that's a very generous vacation. Yeah. <laughs> she's and like, she's also... saved up them days. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's also... Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel like everybody in my life's talking about me when, when you're I'm going on a vacation. A... I did one time throw a going-away party for me going on a vacation to Tennessee for a week. That's adorable. So... Uh, but, like, so then this episode debuted on, I think... Rhoda aired on Monday nights, and Mary Tyler Moore aired on Saturday nights. So Rhoda came back first on September 9th, 
Um, and so this episode opens up with the cold open of Mary seeing her off to the airport. And then when Mary Tarmore airs that following Saturday, Rhoda is gone. And I think they make, like, they make like a passing reference to it. And then, because when I did a rewatch of Mary Tyler Moore show, I did a back and forth. And I was watching them in air date order for the first uh, eight or so episodes for reasons I'll get to at some point. (laughs) I guess I don't know. I guess I can go on and get into that. (laughs) Uh, Just like top level Rhoda impressions. uh, What did you think about meeting Mary Mary and Rhoda for the first time in that cold open? Because that's your first time seeing both of them. Yeah. (laughs) Other than I do have a, a very glancing memory if that's a phrase of mary tyler moore throwing her hat in the air yeah that's the yes the iconic so i've seen the intro credits of that show probably on tv um and that's all i knew i was like it's some woman who's gonna make it on her own yeah (laughs) good for her um and i don't really even in cultural context i don't know much about mary tyler moore i didn't know her name wasn't that in the show until right now yeah mary richards yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, which is a confusing thing when they people did that do a lot. that, like Bill Cosby's show. Yeah, and uh, Bob Newhart's show is Bob Hartley. Yeah. And in Newhart, his name is Dick Loudon. That's so weird. <laughs> so they both seem like charming ladies yeah. who are good friends, which is interesting to know that happened in the 70s in TV because it feels like there's a big gap of time where yeah. that wasn't a yep. thing until recently. We did a lot recently, of weird then. backpedaling. Yeah. I noted that in the... Basically, in the first four characters with lines you meet in this show are women. That's cool. Because it is Mary and Rhoda, and then Rhoda goes to New York, and then it's Brenda and her mother. But she has that she has that back and forth insult with the guy in line With the guy, first. yeah, yeah. But like all the four like main characters are all... And this Ma- is a, main this is, And yeah. this is a... As you said, like, there's really only one main, like, lead guy in this entire show. Then it's other, like, three women, four women. So that's very interesting. Uh, and I think the opening credit is uh, Ro- Mary seeing her off at the airport. And seeing a 1974 airport, so... Also, that, that set. That was. That set was upsetting. <laughs> low, so low budget. Lackluster. They blew that. Yeah, maybe that's why it's not on. It's because it's like, this opening set is embarrassing and i and i kind of didn't note the set so much as the airport how different airport culture was yeah because mary her friend walked her to the line to like to the security the line to the not even security line. She, oh, they yeah, were at to, the gate yeah and you go through the metal, the metal detector, detector into the plane basically yeah and they get into an argument. she like Rhoda gets into an argument and then mary shows up and like mary uh like she beeps she tries to she goes through the metal de- she wants to go through the metal detector to like see her off i think i think you could use you you uh, uh sorry you used to be able to go onto the plane to see someone off because that's the whole plot of a full house episode because oh, they yeah. go on the school trip right and then they end up going to another country yeah yeah so you, another, i think like, you could like see people off onto the plane and then get off when that's, it's boarding so that's that's a wild and also uh, the um the lackadaisicalness, is that even a word? Yeah. <laughs> That's the running theme of this podcast episode. Is, is that a word? <laughs> the way that, like, the way their security goes is Rhoda just, like, hands her bag to the guy who just, like, rummages through it. And then she just, like, walks. I don't know. It's so nonchalant. And, so nonchalant. Uh, and at the end, when, after they've held them up for a while and all the guys start running, they basically, like, run through that metal detector. Yeah. They just, like, speed through it. And nowadays it's like, wait, stop. Okay, come. Yeah. Hold your hands over your head and get a tiny dose of radiation. Oh my goodness. And now we have a picture of you naked forever or whatever. Yeah. Like, the world it's we so live in. so different. But did you get a good sense of Mary and Rose's personalities from their 
tiny, tiny, like, two-minute interaction? Um, I would say less so their personalities than their friendship. Right. Like, this is a friend who will park in a questionably the, safe parking like spot the for white a car. Zone. It's like, oh, it's good if you're lo- that's for unloading milk or whatever. Yeah, if you're delivering milk. <laughs> good jo- good um, joke, Road. <laughs> so I guess that is also a personality thing. So you're like, oh, she does care about her enough, but also she doesn't care about parking it. Like, I would yeah. not park for somebody beloved in a way. I'd be like, we're going to find the right spot, <laughs> yeah. and then I will walk you to my the gate. My car is important. <laughs> not even my car. It's just like... I might be in someone's way. I can't afford a ticket. Yeah, there's a lot of... There's just so many logistics that are not things I want to worry about in the future. Yeah. Maybe that's it. I'm more preoccupied with the consequence in the future that I don't want to deal with. Yeah, it is weird. To do it right now. This is actually a weird... Because I think Mary Richards as a character is more like that. She is very like... Interesting. She is very, um, very kind of like, not uptight, but she's very much like mild-mannered by the rules and, like, gets kind of flustered easily. But um, a lot of the shows, a lot of the... Mary Tyler Moore show is fantastic. And a lot of the... There is a lot of the DNA of Cheers and those shows come from uh, these shows. Because a lot of the writers that went on to create Cheers got their start on Mary Tyler Moore and Bob Newhart and then also Rhoda. And then they all went from Cheers and they went to Frasier. Like there's actually this really (laughs) cool lineage that goes through all these shows. Uh, And there's a lot of episodes of Mary of her having, being at odds with trying to stick up for herself as a working woman when that's a new thing, but then also still having that like, but I shouldn't speak up. There's a lot of episodes about her, like, I need to ask for... Like, there's an episode where she finds out that the previous associate producer made, like, twice as much as her, and he's a man. And so she has to go to her boss and be like, this is not... This is not right. And she feels so, like, ugh about it. That genuinely sounds like a stressful show for me to watch. (laughs) Because it's still relevant! Yeah. And also... This is neither here nor there, but I heard that so many women couldn't watch Mad Men, women from that era. Right, yeah. Because they were like, it's too real. I don't need to live yeah, through this again. I don't need to. Yeah, and just hearing feels. this Mary Tyler Moore stuff, I'm like, I bet it's a great show, yeah. but it stresses me out to think about that. There are, there is, it isn't always like that, <laughs> but I mean, but also like, it's really cool. There are so many great women characters on both of these shows too, because like Mary Tyler Moore has Betty White was on that show oh, wow. and then Georgia Ingle as uh, Georgette Franklin is such a great character. Do you watch Love? I don't even know. On Netflix? No. The new show? Because oh, <laughs> Claudia O'Darity from that show is like, I try to like use the modern day version of that. Anyway. Um, so yeah, after we see that, uh, seeing him off to the plane, we get the opening credits, which we had to watch twice because I accidentally queued up the wrong episode. Uh, opening credits, very weird. I loved yeah. them. Yeah, they are so... It's not a song. It's spoken word. It's not even like a spoken word poem. No, it's, it's just, just like, here's the first paragraph of my Wikipedia page. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I was born in November. My name is Rhoda Morgenstern. I was born in the Bronx, New York, in December 1941. I've always felt responsible for World War II. The first thing I remember liking that liked me back was food. I had a bad puberty. It lasted 17 years. I'm a high school graduate. I went to art school. My entrance exam was on a book of matches. I decided to move out of the house when I was 24. My mother still refers to this as the time I ran away from home. Eventually, I ran to Minneapolis, where it's cold, and I figured I'd keep better. Now I'm back in Manhattan, New York, 
This is your last chance. It's <laughs> so good. And there's yeah. also the weird animation where it's kind of Python-esque. Yeah, it, but yeah, really, yeah. It's like is cutouts. it concurrent like, to them? Well, this is 1974, so it's it, it feels very very like pop art 70s. Yeah, because it's a it's like a stop motion collage. It is sequence. Yeah, it's not the style doesn't look anything like Terry Gilliam. Yeah, but it's <clears throat> it has that more than anything else. That's what I right. referenced in my mind. Yeah. Because it's a lot of cool, like, when she talks about running away from home, or her mother's saying it's, like, when she ran away from home, it's, like, cutouts of baby feet print, like, walking across the thing, and it's really... She's talking about food being her best friend or something, and yeah. it's, like, a lot of food. Yeah. And that's also a running theme <laughs> of all these women, is food. Which we can get to when we get to it. Uh, but I really... And the end of it is, um, and now I'm back here in New York, uh, this is your last chance... <laughs> Oh, yeah. I wrote that down, too. It was... Yeah. She literally says, New York, this is your last chance. This is your last... For what? To have her. To, like, keep her there. Because if there's one city that cares about keeping anybody... Yeah, it's definitely New York City. Uh, she's a window dresser. Oh, That's I didn't she get does. that yeah, at all. Because they don't talk about it at all in this. I did not get so that one So her bit. job in, in Minneapolis is she, like, is does designs all the, like, windows and, like, art displays and stuff at a local department store. That's a very cool job for a yeah. character to have. Yeah. And also to know she went to art school. She's working in her field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's using her... De- I'm not using my degree. Yeah. I mean, I guess doing this podcast is the closest I have to really doing my degree. Uh, kind of. I don't know. I am editing. So, yeah, there's that. My... F- my first day of art school orientation, we were told by the president 10% of people who will graduate will work in their field. Wow. So she's one of that 10%. That's good. Good yeah. for you, Rhoda Morgenstern. Not 1% of that 10%. I know how to do math. She's one of the people who's in that 10%. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I got hung up on <laughs> this. Job, is also, Rhoda. This is a subtle math podcast. Um, <laughs> very what did you? What did you make of Rhoda's style? She seemed very... She seemed very cosmopolitan, which yeah. made me... I was actually questioning while I was watching it, oh, is this her New York look so that when she's on the Mary Tyler Moore show, she's the cool New York one, or does everybody on that show also dress this way? No, she... The thing... I noticed that I, her style grew a lot over those four years because on Mary Tyler Moore show, she was a lot more... She wore a lot of, like, head, like head scarves and, oh. like... To be more artsy. Yeah, she was a lot more like free. This is a lot more like, like that, but how you dress it up. Yeah. Because she still she's wears... She's maturing. She's yeah. 33 now. She it's said. an interesting maturation of the character because she's still wearing like funky prints at times, but it's like a business cut. Like mm-hmm. that one thing she wears on a date with Joe, it looks like a hotel couch. Like it's like a... Yeah. It's like a, it's like a powder blue and like, I don't know, like beige kind of skirt like suit set it's like yeah. that's a lot lamer for rhoda like rhoda doesn't wear that yeah but the default outfit in this is like a cool like red i don't know Tight. what is it like a bustier or it's it like just a, like a very cropped jacket yeah but sleeveless but sleeve yeah so cropped she's wearing vest like a, yeah. with a blousey white shirt underneath or was it's it like, not it's, a, it's like a it's a blousey like patterny because i think it was like purple and Oh, I'm confusing like, it with the one in the very end. Oh, right. And I'm the, thinking of yeah, the, the one. Montage. Yeah, in the yeah, montage. So there's a lot. A lot of good style. Um, she goes to her uh, sister's apartment, who's there. Brenda. Brenda, throwing her a welcoming party. Which I think is a little sister, right? Yeah. It's her she calls sister. her kid. Yeah, yeah. She's now a bank teller. She tells her excitedly. 
Which is so <laughs> weird because it, because when she said I got promoted, she was like, oh great, now I'm a bank. You don't have a job problem. Hey, that's right. I got promoted at the bank. Now I'm a teller. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Rhoda acted like that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of laughed it off. Yeah. Because it is like, where do you get, from what do you get promoted to well, bank what's teller? What's she doing before? Isn't bank teller the lowest thing? That, and like I think that's janitor? what the joke was. Yeah. Oh, but I they guess... never clarified, if they didn't clarify the base reality of that joke. Yeah. Because I don't have enough information about bank the hierarchy. of banks. To know if teller is a place to promote to or not. And I assumed it wasn't, so I thought it was a funny joke. But I'm like, okay, but what does Brenda do then? Yeah, what is below a teller? No clue. Yeah, I uh, think also both of them at some point wore rings on their wedding fingers. Ooh. I think at the airport Rhoda was, and at some point Brenda was, which was confusing because I guess maybe it wasn't a thing back then. Like or it was a not, different... The style was just like, we just wear whatever whenever. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't notice that. Picking up on those things. Yeah, because also I have no context for the so, yeah, show. Like, so I'm like good, trying like, to learn. In. <laughs> and the show's throwing you a lot of curveballs. Yeah. Because everyone here is like hella single. Hella both single. Of those, both of those Morgan, Morgan Stern daughters are hella single. <laughs> And the mom will not drop it. No, she definitely will not. <laughs> um, Brenda is played by Julie Kavner, who voices Marge Simpson. Did not know yeah, that. that is, uh, that is like the may her wow. really only claim to fame is like. I mean, well, she's but of course it's she's been doing it for like twenty something years, so of course it's her like major claim to fame. Wow. Um, but she, this is like I think this was one of her first things was being because she's very young in this. Uh, she got Emmy nominations for Rhoda. Uh, I think her and Valerie Harper both got nominations. So. Is Valerie Harper the mom? Yeah, uh, Rhoda. Rhoda oh, is Valerie Rhoda. Harper. Oops. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. Oh, podcast over. Bye. <laughs> um, TV privileges revoked. Uh, and then Carlton the doorman. Did you recognize that voice? No. Garfield. Uh, this is Carlton. You know your doorman. Yes, I recognize your slur. <laughs> There's a lady down here says she's your sister, but you don't look anything like her. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's Lorenzo Music, who was also the co-writer of this episode. Lorenzo Music. Yeah. Sounds like a really cool band name. Yes. Why hasn't... That's definitely, there's definitely been, like, a Brooklyn band named Lorenzo Music. And it's now, like, it's a super insidey thing. That's my second favorite name after Max Records. Or, is that oh, what it was? The yeah. little kid from the live action Where the Wild Things Are. I think I think his name was Max Records. That's a pretty good name. <laughs> uh, Lorenzo Music uh, and David Davis, who wrote this episode, right? They are the... Another good name. They're also the co-creators of the Bob Newhart Show. Oh, wow. So, like, they were the guys... Like, I think they were staff writers of Mary Tyler Moore. And then they got, like, kind of you know, work their way up. Like they, at this point, Bob was already in season two, I think, two or three. So they'd already like got that off the ground. And now they were like coming for Rhoda to get that off the ground. So they were like the, I don't know, the go-to guys. They were like the Ryan something. Relocty no. and Michael Phelps. <laughs> <Yeah>. of... <laughs> um, <laughs> That's how what's that works. his name? The American Horror Story guy. Oh, Ryan uh, Murphy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. He just um, has, like, his hand in every pot in my mind. Because I don't know he's all much about TV, no, but yeah, he has he a lot going on. Every, him and Brian Fuller are, like, odds are they have produ- they're producing everything. Yeah. <laughs> odds are. Uh, and That's then this episode impression. is directed by Robert Moore, who is a, uh, he's a theater guy who is gay because he also played Phyllis's gay brother in an episode of The Marital Moore Show. Wow. Their gay episode that I wrote about. And I just like bringing it up. Because I like pointing out that, like, gay men had an impact on sitcoms in the 70s, and we don't talk about them nearly it's, enough. 
just wild to me watching an old show like this and seeing how contemporary it feels. Yeah. And how it feels fresh for now. Right, yeah. Because you could see this. I mean, this premise... Yeah, like, talk about it as a pilot episode. Like, this premise is the premise... Like, this is, like, New Girl. Like, this is a premise that is still... Exactly. You know, woman, like, moves back home. Except that home is New York City. Uh, you know, finds love. Has to deal with her mother. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did like, But also just the idea that, like, in real life, there are gay people. Right, yeah. It doesn't have to be an issue. Yeah. Even, that, even the fact that that has to be, like, the gay episode of that series... Yeah. It's like, well, no, he's always her brother. Yeah, and they also don't <laughs> treat it as a weird thing, which is the thing. Um, and then Robert Moore goes on to direct a lot. He becomes like the house director for Rhoda, and he directs a lot of Rhoda. Uh, and then he passed away of AIDS in the early 80s. Wow. As a lot of these uh, people, um, Mama's Family, co-created by a gay man that was a writer for the Mary Tyler Moore Show. And he also died... Of, at the same age in the 80s of AIDS. I just got chills. Yeah. It's really upsetting. It was... The 90s were so weird. Yeah. There was just so much... It was so condensed with so many things. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of... There's a lot of weird... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> to get... Uh, AIDS negatively affected sitcoms. That's a weird sentence to say. That's... It's also... a depth to mine for writing something yeah which is why i've discovered because there's a like the way that you see gay people treated in the 70s is so different from what you see them treated in the 80s and the early 90s and it's because aids put a stigma on sense. being gay that, that it was something sense. to fear and it was something like weird and it was already weird but <clears throat> fine people were dealing you, like you live your life yeah. and then it became like a oh you're gonna kill me yeah like you're gonna give That's me your disease and it became a dangerous thing and it wow really negatively Im- impacted a lot of i mean your sitcoms and the fact that people died like the director of this episode and also that the content of those shows became a lot less progressive um wow. and we're now like starting to pull like claw our way forward more um but yeah so we meet Brenda and Rhoda. What do you have to say about their uh, relationship as sisters? Believable? Relatable? Lovable? I guess the fact that I didn't get an impression about it is great. Yeah. Because I have two sisters, and the way they were acting didn't make me think, oh, sisters act like that, or sisters don't act like right. that. I was, was just, just like, cool, we met her sister. Yeah. And that, I it think is that very, is positive. Very good casting. I mean, would you say, like, I liked looking at actors that they cast as family and being like, do they map? That, like, kid, when the mom came in, the mom and the sister feel like there's a lot of family resemblance right, yeah. there. And in that way, because they make such a big deal about it, it's like, oh yeah, Rhoda is the thin version of these two women. Yeah. <laughs> Although, like, the mother is the tiniest little thing tiniest you ever... Thing. She's, like, I don't know, like, 4'8", like, I don't know, 4'11". Also, the weirdest hairstyle. She has, like, an Eddie Monster... Yeah, it's, like, a meets... deep widow's peak. Yeah. With, and, like, flaming With red hair. Yeah. I always say she looks like... This is really maybe mean to say, but she looks like one of the Planet of the Apes apes like from their, the, the like 60s their ones. makeup yeah their that like that that like yeah because also her hair looks like the way that like zira's hair looks yeah i don't and, think that's because it's not like her face her features yeah, look like she's, that no she's her fine. <laughs> her hair looks like maybe it is a wig maybe yeah. that's why it looks like a wig oh maybe <laughs> that's very possible uh, but like she comes in and 
like Nancy Walker as her. And Nancy Walker is also like a film legend. I think also like a director. I wow. think she directed some episodes of Mary Tyler Moore, I think. Um, but her as that character is so good. Like, you see that. And she was a guest star on the Mary Tyler Moore show. So when they spun off Rhoda, like, they already knew, like... That's the mom. We got, like, she's coming along, too. Like, That's great. you know, you in for this? Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> like, That's, I don't know how I know this, but isn't that what's happening with Big Bang Theory? Oh, I get because they're doing that young Sheldon show. But I don't and, know. Um, is anyone coming along for that? Aunt Jackie's name? Yeah, she's the mom. I'm oh, and she's sure. going to be in the show? I think oh, so. Oh, boy, yeah. I don't know anything about I don't know anything about Big Bang Theory, boy. and I'll never have to talk about it <laughs> because it's the 21st century. And it's uh, not grainy like the shows you like. No, you gotta have that grain. <laughs> and it's gotta be a four by three aspect ratio, <laughs> and the sound quality needs to be iffy at times. Yeah. And they, it needs to come with a disclaimer beforehand that says this was remastered from the best possible sources because <laughs> my New Heart DVDs are like, listen, I know you paid a lot of money for this to be a DVD. It's not going to look good. Just, like, bear with us. <laughs> That's basically what they're saying. You've got uh, to type. You've but I love... Type. I'm trying to think of the, um... The line... Oh, Rhoda, like Rhoda's mom comes in, hugs Rhoda, and the first thing she says... Rhoda! So how come you're not wearing a bra? <laughs> yeah. That's I your love, first impression of I love woman. that. I love that. It's really... It tells you everything you need to know about both of them. Yeah. Uh, well, because she says, like, well, I don't need to wear one. I'm 33. You know, I haven't, like... Yeah. And she says, that's why you need to wear one. If you were 10, it wouldn't be a problem. There's so much to unpack from all of that. Because <laughs> it's like, we know we know this mom character archetype. Yeah. But now you've colored it in such a specific, delightful way yeah. with the bra line. And then for Rhoda to just... Because she's talking to her mom, but she's also... A TV character, and she just says her age. Yeah. Which to me is brazen. Yeah. <laughs> because 33 feels even now so taboo for a TV character woman to be. Yeah. If you're not yeah. a mom. Right. Or an older She's a single kind of lady. mentory somebody. Yeah. She's just, she is 33, and she's, she's single, ready to mingle. Yeah. Career. That was the other thing about Mary Tyler Moore is like when it started, she was a 30 year old single woman and that was so taboo for CBS and it like freaked them out, but they uh, took a gamble on it. It's so Mary cool. pushed the issue because Mary is a boss. It's so cool. Uh, and, and, all- then, and then they say the line. So then the third line in all of that is all the more reason you should be or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You're not 10. Yeah. Great, great. And then there was also like, and you can see the family at your convenience Saturday at six thirty. <laughs> she's already like gotten call the caterers. Like she's already gotten everything on lock. Uh, what was you, what did you think about Carlton the doorman, our unseen character? I liked that they repeated it. Yeah. One time would have been just a n- nothing. Yeah. Whatever. That's a funny joke. Yeah. But to make him a character, and he is is. Brilliant. He's on all five seasons. That's so wonderful. Him, Rhoda, and Brenda are the only three characters I think that last all five seasons. Do we ever see Carlton? I don't. I think never. Uh, although I do think that you see him in the animated sitcom pilot that they <laughs> spun off of Rhoda. They tried Whoa. to spin off Carlton the doorman into his own like Saturday morning cartoon. I was about to say that's the, that's the 
third or f- no fourth spinoff, but it's not spun off of Mary Tyler. No, Moore. it's like it's, it's a grand Rita. spinoff or whatever. It's like a grandchild, but it didn't last. It was only that one episode. It might have been nominated for an Emmy though. Uh, so like that's like crazy. Whoa. Like the Carlton, a character you don't see, was popular enough that someone was like, "Yeah, kids Give definitely want to watch this." <laughs> <laughs> kid show. Give him a Saturday morning kid show. Cause... But he has kind of like the stonery vibe. Yeah, There's a lot you can fill in yourself, yeah. which is probably what's cool about it. So as soon as you give him anything else, you're giving us too much information. Yeah, I don't want to see You're designing too much for us. I don't ever want to see what that lobby looks like either. Because exactly. like what you can picture in your head is so much more dirty uh, than the whatever jokes they could. that they make off of it. <laughs> Being a derelict. Such... Yeah, it's so wonderful. <laughs> but the outside is very nice. Because they yeah. do have what did scenes you... from the outside. Yeah, it's a nice build. I, mean, I can't remember where they said Brenda lives. I don't know if they did. They just yeah. said it took a really long time to get, to get there from, from the Bronx. Bronx. So it's probably like the village. or probably... <laughs> for, for that character, for it to take a long time from the Bronx, it could be anywhere. Yeah. And honestly, it, <laughs> it could have been like very 15 minutes. Upper west side. It could have like, took me 15 minutes. That was interminable. Or yeah, like an hour and a half. Had Who to knows? go on the subway. It made uh, it terrible. <laughs> Uh, what did you think about Brenda's apartment? Because like I New York, it's apartment. pretty decent. Yeah, I have it's a one bedroom. Friends, is it? Well, there's a there's a bathroom and then it's just like a room and a closet. So it's a studio. Yeah, it's a studio. It's yeah, not even a one bedroom. Oh yeah, studios studio. more right. believable because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had friends with apartments that size that were studios. Yeah. that lived by themselves and it was pretty comparable. Yeah. Because my first thought when I saw the door placement was that it looked like the Seinfeld apartment. Right, the yeah. The way does, and yeah, angle that the door opens. Yeah. Where the kitchen kind of is. I also haven't seen that show almost at all. Oh, yeah, And that then is where true. the bathroom door kind of is reminds me yeah. of that iconic Seinfeld shot. Yeah, yeah that's about Instead right. Instead of a couch, it's just the rest of the apartment is all in that room. Yeah. Which is smart, too. Yeah. And I like the decoration of it as well. Very feminine, real. Yeah, and very... It's also like very cluttered and yeah. I love... Rhoda's apartment on the Mary Tyler Moore show is insane. Because it's the same thing. Because um, Rhoda and Mary and all them all live in one house that has converted apartments in it. Oh. It's like Mary lives in a studio and Rhoda lives in a studio. But Rhoda's studio is like smaller than Brenda's apartment. And wow. it is all like fuchsia and pink. Wow. Like everything. Like floor to ceiling. It is all fuchsia pink. That's And crazy. she has like a whole bunch of clothing racks and stuff in there. And it's uh, it's a lot. Um so yeah, we see uh, Brenda's like, I'm going, uh, I have to babysit a guy's kid. Mm-hmm. And then we meet the kid and we meet Donnie. The, we meet, oh, Donnie's the kid who Rhoda mistakes as the guy that. Which uh, is Steven. Steven, the guy that Rhoda's mom had like set her up with. Schlossenberg. Steven Schlossenberg. Believe it or not, I own, uh, I know more than one. Hello. Yes, it is. Who's this? Steven? I know a lot of Steven. Steven who? Steven Schlossberg. I know a lot of Steven Schlossberg. <laughs> which gives you some idea of the kind of life I've had. That was a good joke. <laughs> That's the kind of life I lead or whatever she yeah. said. I almost feel like that was enough. That was such a funny joke to me. Like, yeah. Steven Schlossberg, I still don't know. Who, like, I, yeah. <laughs> I know so many Steven Schlossberg. Which one are you? How am I supposed to know? That's okay. So and then I feel like it didn't even need that. That tells you a lot yeah. about the life I lead. It's like, yeah. That's exactly you why it. you said that joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's what so Valerie that Harper's delivery, because she's a joke machine. Mm-hmm. She's a, like, I'm trying to think how often you see women characters that are joke machines like that. Like, she's the oh. sarcastic, quippy, like, yeah. the self-put down. Like, she's got an answer for everything, you know? Mm-hmm. She's that kind. And her delivery on it is so good. My first person I thought of was um, the mom in Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, yeah. Jane Kaczmarek. Yeah. She's great. 
Another great mom character, too. Yeah. I always said she's basically like my mother, is That's that mother awesome. character. That's uh, a fun mom to have. Yeah. Uh, so we meet, and then we meet the titular character, Joe. Mm-hmm. We meet Joe. Who Brenda describes as, he's one of those guys you know. Really sexy. Yeah. He's the kind of guy, you know, under his, under his suit, there's this great chest with a medallion on it. <laughs> I immediately knew what she was talking 100%. about. 100%. Is that like... What generation is not going to know what that means, I wonder? Like, would current you know, generations not actually know what that implies? There might have been a gap that wouldn't, but I am going to go out on a limb and say, because of Jersey Shore, which I never watched, oh, yeah, with, that brought but was back so that prevalent kind of, in culture, Yeah, I immediately had an idea of what that was, and so, it translated yeah. into this 1974 yeah. <laughs> thing. I can see... What do you... Let's let's get into Joe. Let's get into Joe. Because before we even started, you saw a screen grab of him on Hulu, and you said, he looks angry. No, I said, because I think it said Joe, and I said, oh, Joe's a grumpy guy. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah. What What is your takeaway from just seeing this episode of Joe? I feel like, for what it seems like they were going for with this episode... Joe is impeccably cast. Oh. I feel like that actor whose name you for sure uh, know. Uh, Joe Gerard, I think. Oh, he's really, yeah. really yeah. Joe. Just go for it. You know, just Joe, Joe, Joe. <laughs> It's also the perfect name for that character. Yeah. yeah and yeah. for that man, if that's oh, his personality at all. Yeah. He is very charming, charismatic. Mm-hmm. He is this kind of like brutal, rugged man yeah. that they want you to think that he is. Yeah, yeah. He seems kind of... What's the like? There's a confidence to him that would make him a business owner. He owns a wreckage uh, wrecking company. Yeah, all and of New York is a project to him. He seems seasoned enough to believably be a dad of a you know yeah, eight, nine, ten year he's old. A divorced dad. He seems like he is believably divorced. Like he's mm-hmm. gone through it. It's behind him. He's moving on with his life. He's not holding any qualms or mm-hmm. whatever. He doesn't have any qualms about it. And all of that in just this guy who also. Walks into a lady's apartment who's going to watch his kid without asking. He just picks up the phone and calls his date. Yeah. It's not necessarily <laughs> rude, but it takes some balls. Yeah, that's... There's some... He... He's... Like, all... There are few... It's... Uh, when he yells, I get scared. Because he yells... He yells in this episode when, when Rhoda comes to meet him. Rhoda calls out of work. They have this whirlwind two-week romance... Just time and it jump. Seems deep because yeah, they fucked also. Absolutely, it's implied like they like she multiple comes, times after the two weeks. She like comes into his wreckage company and is all like, yeah, like we fucked. Basically, she's like, we fucked. My what. favorite was when he introduced her to his boss, and Joe said he taught me. This is uh, Rhoda, the nice lady I was telling you about. Uh, this is Nolan Arthur, my partner. He taught me everything I know. Nice to meet you. I didn't know who to thank. <laughs> Thing. It's like, That's oh god. Such a great line. She's like, she's going for it. But like they get there and she's like, Well, yeah, I called out of work. I'm here for another week. And then he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm actually, not gonna do that. I'm I, going out of town yeah. for work and I'll be back on Friday. She's like, Oh, so I'm so she's like, I said like I risked my job so we could have one Friday night next week. I think okay. he meant that night. Oh yeah, and yeah, right, yeah. And so she was mad and then he was mad, like, you know the he was okay. Let's get it. He was right 
initially because he i i think because he was like mad at her because she basically made this grand sweeping gesture that he didn't really a ask her to gesture. do that yeah. and then was like kind of guilting him into being like well why aren't you going to not 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 guilting not understanding that he actually like he has he's the boss it's his company and he does need to go you know yeah. she, he's she's a window dresser she's an employee she can yeah. call out because employees are supposed to do that because <laughs> fuck the man right joe is the man and it's kind of like i would have believed her to be like oh shit well let's just let's have a good night tonight and then i'll suffer through with my mother and i'll see you know i can see that but then he went too far so before you go to the going too far i want to just <clears throat> yeah do my take on what you just said yeah yeah which is when i was watching it I was 100% in step with you. Yeah. I feel yeah. like... And also, an interesting thing to call out is the, the the recurring theme throughout the episode was Rhoda always made the first move. Right, yeah. She asked she Joe asked out. out. Which surprised she, her that she did that. She yeah. was like, oh. She asked Joe out on the second date, yeah. right before he was about to. She kind of like intercepted it and right, asked him yeah. out. So it was cool to see her take this, I guess, like stereotypically masculine lead in Initiative. this relationship. Yeah, yeah. And it was also... Then to even my use my own words when she made this romantic gesture to cancel work, it was still cool. And then for her reaction to be so heartbroken and yeah. betrayed was very interesting to me because it was the first time it felt to me like a writing move, right? Instead of a reality, a move. character move. Yeah, or because she's turning with this character. Because all I know about her is I feel like I relate to her. I see a lot of myself yeah. in her. That's not how I would have reacted if right. I'm that character. I would have done what you did. I would have been like, that's a bummer. I'll spend more time yeah. with my mom. I'll spend more time with my sister. We'll work around it. If you come in early, if you Which, if it's not as long, whatever. Even as a writer and move, like, yeah, so top of your intelligence, improv stuff, that's the reaction she has. Then you get another jump ahead, and it's a week later, and Rhoda spent the whole week with her mother and is like, Oh my God, get me back out. But Joe's coming. And so then she has to call out of work again. So then you get another beat of that, like a heightening of like, I gotta, uh, uh, I swear, I got like tuberculosis. Like you can really like play that again. And then she gets, which I think is a move that doesn't negate that emotional intelligence that she had. I don't know. There's, it felt, that was the one thing that was like a thunk yeah, to me. Because it was the, a weird. It was a tonally weird move. But and then when Joe hits her with the, not literally. No, not because not literally. Also, when you said when he yells, you get scared. My question for you was going to be, do you get scared? He's going to get violent. Yeah, he gets he gets angry in it. The actor and I guess also the character therefore gets angry in such a real way that is not played for it's laughs. Fantastic. And it's like oh he and that kind of energy. I mean, like being a gay man that is just kind of terrified and by masculine energy and also yeah. a woman so we're both terrified when that energy comes out it's like okay you can see in cartoon if he were a cartoon he would be the character yeah like Gaston whose chest His was chest literally would, yeah. inflate yeah yeah when he gets angry he calls he says that she is being it's the grand slam and he says that she is this like this is still in the office this yeah they're still in the office in front of all his co-workers yeah and he says like you are like guilting me being manipulative and possessive and she says it's the Grand Slam. Yes. Holy smoke. Manipulate, guilty, and possessive all in the same sentence? The Grand Slam! <laughs> so if she was being irrational, now you have just become a massive asshole. Which also... To drop all three of those? To drop even one of them? 
Which now we're in the. This is the only scene I had a problem with in yeah. the whole thing because I like the fight they have later a lot. Yeah, 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 Except yeah. Except for we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, it was almost like I'll see your weird writery move with my weird writer. Yeah, like, yeah that's like, true. They're calling each other's writer. So bluffs. one of them was David Davis's, and the other one was Lorenzo Music because there were two writers on this. <laughs> that's and they're really like, funny. Let's meet you. Yeah, where I don't think Joe would have. React the the Joe I have just learned and right. know very little yeah. about wouldn't react to the real Rhoda like that, mm-hmm. but the, but he would react to the weird fake Rhoda yeah. like that. And then so she like storms out, and then he runs to the door and yells, not in a fun way. He yells like, doesn't he yell like, get back here or no, like, where are you going? With you, yeah, so what? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you is also like weird. too real. Like that's get back here would have been worse though. What's yeah. wrong with you is kind of like I'm letting I'm letting go of this yeah. fight, but why did you start it? Yeah. And the way he delivers it is so like it's yeah. Oof. But you can tell he's passionate. Isn't that what's wrong mm-hmm. with you? It's kind of like he's still grappling with like, I want to understand you. Why it's, did this just happen? Is it a dramatic actor choice or a comedic actor choice? Because I think he is a dramatic actor in a sitcom. Because I, I think a sitcom Wait, comedian... do you know that, like, from IMDb, you think? No, I don't dramatic? know. I'm, oh. Yeah, this is the thing I... Because he plays it like a dramatic yeah, actor, and I, think I think is That's the energy. Glorious. That's yeah. the energy. Because I think a sitcom actor, like a sitcom macho man kind of guy, like a Patrick Warburton... <laughs> honestly, that's actually a Patrick I no Warburton... I uh, Putty from Seinfeld, the tick from the early 2000s tick. Mm, doesn't yeah. uh, basically, he's basically, <laughs> he's basically like Joe, but a doofy cartoon version. Oh, interesting. Uh, I don't think it would have worked. No, yeah. Because that, that, that energy is that energy also matches Rhoda, like, Valerie Harper's very, like, she's got a very, like, earthy, honest, heart-open, yeah, like, salty, like, she's got a very genuine performance. Yeah, and I think Rhoda is the real woman we deserve. Mm-hmm. And I think Joe is the real man that Rhoda deserves. Oh, well, we'll get into that. Because, <laughs> uh... So like Rhoda goes back to her apartment and she, she's like packing to she pack she's packing to go she's to the going, airport. She's, she's like gonna, I'm going home. Fuck this. Yeah. Oh wait, that's another. That's a whole. Just really quickly. Yeah. Back to Rhoda's ir- irrational reaction. It's another point where I'm like, it's weird that she has already canceled the flight without checking in all this other stuff because maybe yeah. it was different then, but it costs so much money to yeah. rearrange to just traveling flights so many times to change it twice and to in the course. Him to change that's the other thing is like yeah. you think he's gonna change his traveling plans and yeah. not run his own company for a week for you yeah after you've known him for two weeks yeah but chill they chill out <laughs> you gotta Just come because they spent every night together too which is like, that's very like because Rhoda's mom says like spending every night with that man which I could get into like nitpicky why would yeah. he tell her he's gonna be gone for a week if they spent that's every also night weird together? too because it's like you feel like at some point in those two weeks would have come up like oh yeah I'm going out of town to you know Saskatchewan for yeah. a week or what also I'm like what business does a wreckage crew guy do that's out of town because uh, they like they conferences. Might... I mean, I guess he owns the build the business, so maybe he has. It could be in like Philadelphia is out of town. Yeah, or like you know? New Jersey or somewhere. Yeah. Um, and she could have <laughs> gone. He could have invited her. She could have mentioned like. Whatever. Yeah, there's, there's a lot so more. Many there's a lot more. Uh, she goes <laughs> back to Brenda's up. apartment and is packing, and Brenda's just sitting there eating again something that she's like, I don't know what it is. Brenda has been eating. We haven't talked yeah, about so Brenda like, let's go Brenda get... is eating in every scene. Yeah. She's like pouring a bowl of cereal. She's eating a brownie. Now she's. 
eating. You know, well, they say like later. it's a beef pot pie a la mode. Yeah. <laughs> is what before, they discovered. First, it. she's like, I'm eating a pie. I don't know what kind. And then Rhoda takes a bite and it's like, that's this beef, beef pot, pot pie. pie. And then Brenda's that's like, funny. a la mode. But the whole thing with Brenda's character that I want to get into really quickly is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her, her, she's very self deprecating. She's single. She has no chances, no prospects. Because she's this dumpy, fat woman who loves to eat. Yeah. And she's. She's not an attractive model. Like, she probably wouldn't have gotten cast this day and age, to be right. honest. She looks like a real person. even our larger size actresses yeah. are prettier than she is yeah. in a, in she's a also stereotypical like, way. She is average size. She, that's she, the thing. She, that's is, the thing is she is TV fat. She is very not big. And yeah. she has, like, a little bump of a belly. Yeah. And maybe larger thighs than a size 0 or yeah. size 2. And it is her entire. She gets and her I mean, whole character. She, she gets also a has lot like more. A little bit of a mustache, which I feel like they played up. <laughs> because she's also like not that bad. Like she's no, like yeah, she's, she's just completely a, just a normal person. But she gets a lot. I think I do think she gets a lot more to do. But there, but it is a running joke because um the Mary Time More episode we did, Rhoda's all most of her jokes in that are food based and like weight based and. There's just a lot of that with Rhoda and Brenda. And I guess when Rhoda goes to her own show, I guess to show her maturation, they like pass a lot of it on to Brenda, I guess. Maybe. And they put it in the credits where it would be a non-issue if she didn't mention how much she loved food in the, the mm-hmm. intro. Yeah. I'd be like, this is just some date. Yeah. I don't, like, that's Whatever. the thing is like, I because I do, I'm a man, so I actually don't know how to read a lot of this. So from my man point of view, I'm like, I do really respect all these shows for giving so many women so many good parts and then also having so many of them spin off into their own shows like Very it's cool. that's super cool but then there's the other side of it like why are they all obsessed with food like does yeah, that ring true to you or a- like does that annoy you <laughs> what it honestly does ring very true ah. i feel like in my life in my circles it's a big thing common theme all of the mm. time for no matter what size the person yeah, is yeah, yeah. historically food is a problem for women because culture makes it a problem exactly right? and the ex- could but also we probably think about it a lot but we do not vocalize it the amount that they do on the on yeah this episode they got a lot of jokes to make about if it that's if that's one character's whole deal then it's a weirdly played character <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so she's there packing up and then Joe just barges in, right? He just comes in. Does he knock? Yeah, because there's Carlton no Carlton. doesn't no. bring, ring him up, I don't but think. But Carlton, I guess, knows him because he drops off Donnie. Oh, and also, Carlton's, like, Carlton's still... probably drunk. He's probably passed out. But also, Carlton stops their mom every single time. Every time and, and doesn't know she's a stranger. <laughs> I think pretend. No, probably doesn't pretend. So Joe comes up and they have another Blowout. argument. Another, like, big... Because he's, like, he doesn't want her to go. And he, they're both shouting and he like rationalizes like you're hurting if you didn't need me you wouldn't be hurt if i didn't need you i wouldn't be hurt so in a funny way i'm kind of glad we're hurting each other that's crazy which is a great line that's like how it's like that was only happening because we care about each other so much so i'm kind of glad that we're hurting each other and she said that's crazy that or that's a scary joke you're making which is weird so well i think like there's a, so let's, okay, the trajectory of the show mm-hmm. is they get married in episode eight. Wow. Yeah. That's the. Wow. But get, also, this which, had a two week time jump in five minutes. Yeah. So they've known each other for maybe like two months. 
My parents knew each other three weeks and they got married. So, and they've been married for 30, almost 40 years. Oh my Lord. Um, So So it's not unusual. So, but like, so it, but it is. So, so, uh, they get married. My parents were eight months. So it's not that weird. They get married in episode eight. They get divorced in season three. And the show takes a massive ratings drop. Because Joe's gone. Because people got super invested in this relationship. And what the producers started realizing is that Joe and Rhoda as characters did not, in the long run, did not have the kind of chemistry as actors that could go the distance. Like, I think it's definitely visible here. Really visible. But I think a lot of, they started playing up, or... See, I haven't seen the later seasons because they're very hard to find. From what oh, I've read wow. about it is a lot of that intensity of Joe starts getting, from my point of view, getting a lot more problematic. And he starts getting a lot angrier more often. There's an episode in this season where, where, they, where Joe and Rhoda, after they've gotten married, are going on a weekend trip. And again, very similar to this episode, Mary, Rhoda's best friend that she never sees, comes into town for the weekend. Without telling Rhoda. And she, like, shows up. And Rhoda's like, Oh my god. Like, we were going out of town for the weekend, but my best friend just showed up. And so she, like, chooses, like, well, I need to, like, Mary's here. I'm gonna, like, is it okay? And from my point of view, is like, Hey, Joe, you gotta, like, be cool because she sees you every day. Like, Mary's here. But Joe gets very angry and it gets... Gotta wonder how much those travel plans cost yeah, they, to people cancel. People just flying around everywhere. And every time Joe gets angry, which is why I get weird in this episode, is from my, the way the energy I get is it comes so close to almost getting physical. He gets so angry and he episode. gets like so in her face and there's such a weird energy. They have such a passion. It's, it's that kind of relationship where you're like, it's passion. It's, um... And it's so good, but it's also, like... Ted Danson and... And Diane, and who Diane. fucking, like, slap each other full yeah. in in, like, What's season two. What's character's name? Uh, Diane and Sam. Diane Sam and, and Diane. Sam. So it's, like, ugh. And so they get divorced. And they get, like, they go to therapy. They go to, like, marriage counseling wow, together. Like they did, they did a lot of progressive stuff. And they really tackled, like, they're, like, he's mean to her. Like, so it gets... So here's the thing. Is this in 1974? Yeah. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe it's intentional, and in a, if the show were reality, he would be getting physical. Right, and that's too far. It's hundred percent too far for a so sitcom. Maybe it still is doing something scary intentionally. Yeah, so that you feel it and you can kind of relate to it, but it's not going all the way to not really, really alienate upset you. And yeah, like, uh, so when he says in this episode, like, isn't it good that we're hurting each other? I like Rhoda's reaction of like, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah, she like said you, that's a scary that's a joke. Scary, that's a scary thing. She so, said that's a scary joke, which yeah. is very specific wording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so it seems so sincere for this like macho man to say we're hurting each other. But that's also like, isn't that one of the signs of a abusive relationship? Yeah, his whole thing is like love is hurt in a weird way. So, like, it's really kind of cool that in the pilot, they are unknowingly foreshadowing some of the key things that will become a problem in the show. Yeah. Maybe it's not unknowingly either. Yeah, maybe they... Because even in that casting, to pick that guy... Yeah. Because now, also, I was so all about him when we started talking, and yeah. I'm like, 
Wait, whoa. And I think it is, and it's the kind of the weird thing of like, oh, we want a dramatic actor who can like really do all this stuff. But then I'm wondering like, well, in episodes where it has to be a sitcom mm-hmm. and there has to be like funnier stuff, is he a good comedian? And, you know, this episode doesn't really get into that. Like it, he doesn't really get into In the jokes. office, when he's like introducing her. He's got like her, some, but you know, some, but yeah. like. When he forgets his son because their date was so right, good. Yeah. That was funny. I forgot, I forgot my, my kid. kid. Yeah, that was good. Uh, and so then he does the other maybe red flaggy thing. Ooh, where he like he, he walks in, he looks out his window, and then he says, like, I'm here. I tell you what. I'm in a tow-away zone. I, I looked out the window and I saw my car getting towed away and I love you so much. That's why I'm still here. Not I love you so much. Or, or like, like, I care so much about yeah. you. That's why I'm still here. And then after she, like, comes onto his side, he has a confession. She decides to stay instead of go back. And then he's like, I actually wasn't getting towed. And then the joke is Brenda says, I lied about them towing away my car. <laughs> no, you didn't. And so here's the weird thing about that's a very weird lie. Yeah. To get her on, on his side. And the only way to redeem it to me, if that were a really good scene, is we see his reaction after Brenda makes that joke because he runs to the window it cuts to Rhoda laughing. Yeah. And then it cuts out. Yeah. So if we had seen his reaction and how he handled that... His car actually getting towed. We would know more of the fully fleshed idea of Joe. So if he runs out the door to go get his car, it's like, ugh. Or he he freaks out. Yeah. If he freaks out, you're like, ugh. That's a bad... But if he, like, is like... If he kisses her... Yeah. Your toes, your car's getting towed. He goes, he runs to the thing and then comes back. Oh, he runs to the window, freaks out, and then he then you he walks like he's going to go after his car, but he stops and instead like kisses Rhoda yeah, and then, like embraces, embraces her. her. That That's, would be cool. That would be cool. That's the ending. Yeah. But they don't. No, they And just so it is it super weird that he lied to get her on his side to get her to stay. Yeah, so this is a lot of genuinely red flag <laughs> behavior we're seeing. Yeah. <laughs> And then it, uh... And forgetting his son now <laughs> yeah, doesn't also, seem f- as funny. No, no, like, why it did he get divorced? Like, what happened? I don't like... Wow. Also, taking her to a Knicks game on his first day, on their oh, first yeah. day? Well, that's... Well, she probably likes the Knicks. Or, you know, it's like a New york thing to do. It's that's a very New York-y. That's a writer move. <laughs> yeah, that's on a, uh, we like the Knicks. Maybe, hey, if we mention them, maybe we'll get tickets. <laughs> like, uh... Yeah, and so that's basically, I mean, that is the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the the closing credits are, uh, well, before we get to the closing credits, there's a little montage that parodies the opening credits of Mary Tyler Moore show. Which I actually picked up yeah, on. Yeah, because it starts with her, like, throwing her hat, and it doesn't, it just, like, immediately goes, it, it like, falls. It falls out. She does not catch it. <laughs> but, like, the opening credits of Mary Tyler Moore show are her, like, in Minneapolis, like, shopping and downtown, like, at the park. And this is Rhoda, like, in Times Square, in Times Square, in Times Square, it's a lot of, yeah, and like wander around the city, and it's really, it's really great seeing like 70s New York. It was great. Times Square hasn't changed a bit. No, it's so, it's exactly so, oh, the same. So horrible. <laughs> um, so the cool thing about this and Mary Tyler Moore show that I wrote an article about how this and Mary Tyler Moore, if you watch them both in, both in tandem, right. there's a really cool thing where. Like, episode two of Rhoda starts with, like, they're bringing in the all of Rhoda's stuff that Mary shipped in a trunk. And then a couple episodes later, everyone on Mary Tyler Moore show is all, like, going to buy, they're all wrapping uh, wedding gifts for Rhoda Aww. because they're going to go see her in a couple weeks. And then after that, uh, an episode ends with 
uh, gotta get to the airport, and Lou and Murray driving Mary to the airport, and then you go to the Road to Wedding episode, and it's them getting off the plane. That's really cool. And to think, like, this is 1974, when, like, you had to be home to watch it, and also you didn't have the internet. Like, it's such That's a... That's really cool. It's at a time when shows weren't serialized because you couldn't count on people being home. Not only is it serialized, it's two It's crossover. Shows yeah. concurrently... <laughs> And you had Every to watch other one both. is the, the other series. So I wrote my article was basically like the Rhoda's Wedding was the Avengers of 70s sitcoms. Is basically what it was. Because it was like you had to watch like this Mary Taylor Moore cinematic universe to get to Rhoda's Wedding, which is itself like 90% of the Mary Taylor Moore show cast comes into Rhoda. That's so cool. And so like for an, it's an hour long episode and it's both casts of the shows all basically like how Thor and Hulk fight and stuff. You get to see like Phyllis meet Rhoda's mom and like Mary meeting Joe is also weird because he's a dick to her. Oh, he is another red. Why are you marrying someone who has not even met your best? Or no, he has because of the trip, the weekend trip. They've oh, that's after met. they get, that's already, that's after, after they get oh, married. Oh, that's right. Cause they were going they meet, the very first time they trip. meet is Mary is in Rhoda's apartment and they're like hanging out and then Joe like barges in and is mad about work and is just shouting about work and it's so angry about work. And Don't he's just like, like, blah, 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 blah. and then Rhoda's like, uh, here's Mary. And then I think he's just like, oh, hi. Like, he's very like, and then he apologizes later. Like, I'm sorry. Like, cause I think, oh, because then Rhoda takes him into the bathroom. It's that joke that Brenda has in this episode. where like, I'm going to go into the bathroom, but you can still hear everything yeah. they're saying. So they go into the bathroom and argue. And Mary's like, what, like, uh, awkwardly like washing dishes, like trying to not hear them yelling about him being mean to Mary. And then he comes out and apologizes and, like, air quote, genuinely apologizes and, like, shakes her hand. And again, it's like, that's a weird energy. They, oh my god, I think I totally fell for the Joe trick. Yeah. They want us to like him, but he's a bad dude. Yeah, and it's all there. I have no idea, like, the depth of, like, Rhoda fandom and if we're going to get hate for being anti-Joe. Well, that's, that's a stupid is, thing to worry I've about. I've only seen this episode, so I'm not anti-Joe. I'm just like, it's so, here's a charismatic man yeah. I totally fell for. Because I'm going to re-listen to this and be like, I was so pro-Joe. Mm-hmm. And then I just started adding up the red flags. Which doesn't change my opinion. It's just the same really, opinion with a list of red flags. Yeah, and it's a real... It, that's really brave that a sitcom did that. Yeah, it's really awesome. interesting. It's a really interesting performance because it is it is nuanced enough that I think we're now like one of the longest episodes of my oh, podcast no. because there's so much to talk about yeah. with Rhoda and Joe. Yeah. Uh, and so you probably know... The sense I give All in the Family is that was kind of a brutal. Yeah, I think it was an intense too. show. Uh, All in the Family was a it's a blind spot for me because it was too serious. It was the same thing like oh. Cheers, or like that was one of the shows where I was like, this seems too, too much. Serious. Also, Archie Bunker looks all, looks and I think acts a lot like my grandfather. Oh, so that's a thing. I want to get um. Do you have any uh things we didn't talk about about the episode itself? Any final notes? Mm, just want to reiterate how much I love that intro. I feel like Donnie was underused. Yeah, I he feel doesn't like come back. He doesn't hey, for come his back. Son, for his I son. I don't know if he's in... I've only seen most of season one. I don't know if he's in other episodes. Wow. Like, also, he, his dad had this whole thing. He got asked out by a woman who they just met. And they show a wide shot with him sitting there. Yeah. And he has no opinion on it. Right, yeah. He's like, whatever. <laughs> also, his son, not in the wedding episode. 
Whoa. Which is also similar to how in Friends, when Ross uh, has a wedding, his son is not there either. Weird stuff, sitcoms. <laughs> so we can get to the trivia section. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Which, again, some killer info on this. Um, so season one of Rhoda, average ratings for season one of Rhoda, 26.3 million people for season one. That seems like a ton. It's a ton. It is a ton. And I will, uh, it was the number six rated show of the season. Oh, wow. That's good. Uh, it was behind, MASH was number five, The Jeffersons was number four, Chico and the Man was number three, Sanford and Son was two, and All in the Family was one. Mary Tyler Moore, the show that spun this one off, was number 11. Huh. So, Rhoda in season one had six million more viewers than Mary Tyler Moore did. Interesting. Which is... Wait, that means that six million people were like, I bailed, I bailed on Mary Teller Moore. So if I need to watch Rhoda? That's a weird thing. Maybe the day was better. Saturday was... Sa- you know, yeah, if I it's guess... young singles... Oh, right. They're going to be home on Monday. They're not going to be home on Saturday, probably. So the crazy thing that I assume is still true is that this episode of Rhoda was the number one most watched show of the week. It was, an, it was number one for the week it aired. It beat Monday Night Football. Wow. And this is the only time, apparently in television history, that a pilot has ever been the number one show of the week. Wow. Because usually, of course, like a pilot is like, what is this? We don't know what this is. We'll like, you know. We'll catch up. Yeah. Oh, or even if it's like a spinoff, like not everyone's going to watch Joey, you know, <laughs> like right. Friends was number one. Joey was not. So it is so crazy that Rhoda debuted at number one with, I guess, like, almost 30 million people. This is another thing that's so weird how mm. there's a big gap. 
Because now it's like if you have one show about a woman, you have enough shows about a woman. Yeah. And this was CBS. two best friends who had their own shows. That were on at the same time. And it was the time. number one pilot. <laughs> yeah, of all time. And also the really, really fun, cool thing about Mary Tomore and Rhoda overlapped for, I think, Rhoda's first three seasons. So throughout those first three seasons of Rhoda, anytime like major things happened in either one of their lives, they would call each other. That's and so, so there's an cool. episode of Mary Tyler Moore show, just a random episode, where That's Mary, like, so cool. falls in love and, like, almost gets married to a guy. And the way the show shows she's serious is she calls Rhoda. And, yeah, Valerie Harper picks up the phone. The audience is like, what? Like, they're so excited. And then Rhoda and Mary have a phone call from Minneapolis to New York. And then later on, when Rhoda is getting divorced, she calls Mary and they talk on the phone about it. This is awesome. That's that's, that's so cool. (laughs) So to put that into context, that's as if today, this day and age, Abby and Alana each got their own shows on different days of the week. Yeah. They're full standalone sitcoms. (laughs) Which, yeah, they could lead. Which also seems impossible for a network to give a green light to. Never happened, yeah. And also, Abby and Alana really do map on to Mary and Rhoda. Actually, Alana, I did a modern-day Mary Tomore casting, and Alana is my modern Rhoda. I would that cast her sense. as Rhoda. Um, I was just talking the other day with my boyfriend, and he, we were watching old Polly Shore clips when he was like a guest great. on late-night shows. Yeah, of course. Polly Shore's great. I just watched and, Encino Man last week, so I'm on board. And he was like, oh, be, like who's the modern, modern-day Polly Shore? And he immediately was like, Alana's the modern-day Polly yeah. Shore. <laughs> she is that. Yeah. Oh, I love that grindage, Nugs. Like, he had his own vernacular. And she has introduced so much. Oh, yeah, she's got her own speech and, like, brings and in so much. And they both have that, like, vibe, yeah, that, that chill, chill vibe, Chill vibe. Chill vibe. A lot of cool hair. clothes, like, layers and weird shit. It's so great. Um, and as I said, the ratings fell super sharply for season three, because Joe, they got divorced, mm-hmm. and it went fell down to number 32. It's so interesting For that- the season. Their abrasive relationship kept the ratings up. It means there's something there that yeah. resonated with people. Uh, the AV Club did a deep dive article about uh, Rhoda a couple years ago that was called like um, the producers, like the producers like fixed Rhoda but broke the show because they because oh, I think that that writer like wow. wrote all five. He like I think he watched all five seasons and talked about how. The show was bad with the two of them. Like they were not working, and the relationship was very. And so, in order, so they they like fixed the show by like having them go through problems and get divorced, and actually get really interesting sitcoms out of your lead couple getting divorced and him leaving the show. Like that's never happens on a sitcom, and it's fascinating. He's like, it made the show work and made it so much more relevant and interesting, but. Viewers, Once he was gone. The problem was is that the wedding episode is also apparently, and I cannot find accurate numbers for this, but it is claimed to be one of the most watched television events of all time. Huh. Like, there are there were stories written at the time in 1974 about how people, like, pulled over and, like, checked into motels just to make sure, like, if they were on, they were like, I have to watch this, and, like, pull over, get to the motel to watch the Rota wedding. Because, like... And it was in the... It was episode eight, eight of the first season. Of the season. first season. Was it a big <laughs> so deal... So nuts. <laughs> was it a big deal that she was single and dating for the four seasons of Mary Tyler Moore? Oh, yeah. I think that, that's, that's so mostly really it. F- 
a fifth season of her. She's yeah. finding love after four and a half seasons, yeah. not after. Eight and people episodes. were she like she was painfully single. Which I think is like Mary was also single, but it wasn't like her defining characteristic. She had a lot of go- stuff going on, so she would like date and she would date weirdos or like nice guys, but like she never really concerned herself with it. Uh, whereas like Rhoda's main, whole, a lot of her jokes were like ah food and men and like just delivering it in that great Valerie Harper way. So I think because it was such a big deal for her character, people were like, Rhoda's getting married! Yeah, I gotta get home and watch this! That's awesome. Uh, That that was a big deal. Yeah, super big. Um, Also, (sighs) whatever. (laughs) Whatever. It's just, it's a wedding, too. Which is weird. Weddings are big deals on Weddings are big deals. Yeah. It's this huge progressive show for all these reasons. But, but it's, it's still, still themed on their relationships have a with wedding. men. Yeah. Like this episode. Like, that was like, the first thing I said. This episode is called Joe. Yeah. Does this show even need Joe? It sounds like... It sounds like based on the ratings, it doesn't exist without him. <laughs> Which is... Because I'm like... There's, there's enough of a show, and the show becomes Rhoda and her sister and her mother. That's a show. Yeah. The Yeah, I guess if you put it that... Because I was just thinking shows aren't characters, they're relationships. Yeah. There's so, so much good relationships there. So many good relationships there. But her relationship with her mother is about dating. So if she's mm-hmm. only not doing that, then there's no yeah. growth. There's no direction. Did to they their need to get married eight episodes? And no, it's like absolutely not. Did I because it's so weird because we complain about sitcoms doing will they want they and it dragging out forever, and they just like did it. They willed. <laughs> they did it, and it was turned out to not be good. Because if they had not gotten married. They could have, like, played it out and been like, oh, you know, he's not really nailing the comedy parts of this. So let's maybe, like, let's find someone else. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, her mother, her parents leave this show in season four, four, I think season four. And then they come back in five. The show, after he leaves, there's a lot of, like, weird cast turnover. And they keep, like, trying to give Rhoda friends. And <laughs> doesn't. The actors don't work out. So who would you say had the must-see performance of this episode? Gotta go with Joe. Oh, you are going Joe. I gotta go with Joe. All of them were great. Yeah. All of the actors were perfectly cast. But Joe stole the show. Oh. And that's why it's... I guess in the end, that's why it's named after him. Yeah, that's why the... The show is called Rhoda. It's her point of view. But this episode, episode was is, about Joe. Here's the Joe. Here's the Joe. Uh, and the be- actor's great. The actor, yeah. if that is the intent of the writers for that character to be that way, he nails it. Yeah, I've never seen him in anything else, so I do wonder, like, what else? Like, is this his mode? Is he like this all the time? Joe is this Gerard. like, yeah, what is his deal? Uh, I'm gonna go Valerie Harper. Gotta go because I'll, I'll have, I'll take the other half of it. Because I think, like, it is interesting to see a character go from being a support to a lead. Yeah, which I which I didn't see. Right, yeah. So it is, like, because in order to spin off a show, you have to think, like, who can do it? Like, there's such a weird chemistry. Like, of all the friends, Joey was the worst one to spin off. You don't spin off Joey. You could spin off a Phoebe. You could spin off a Rachel. Okay, so you know it. how limited my... Uh, right, Just yeah. because you brought this up, very limited knowledge. My impression is he is the one who's whose loose ends aren't tied up by the end. No, Everybody yeah. else kind of has a deal in their yeah, future they, carved out, yeah, and they, he doesn't. Phoebe doesn't, but they unfortunately do that to Rachel, and it's a uh, 
problem. Oh, uh, but also you could see that Friends, if Friends was called Rachel, it would also be about this exact same show because Friends is really her show. Oh, I she's didn't know the, that. In the pilot episode, she's the new person that comes in. And oh, wow. she's the one that has like, you know, she's just now leaving her parents and her daddy's money and like her wedding and like she's like being alone in the city and having it like it's all for the first time that's a great so observation it yeah, could be called it's, rachel it's and be the her same show. show uh right so like when you watch rhoda on mary Tyler moore she is like that sassy neighbor sassy best friend great chemistry with everyone excellent delivery and then you wonder like what happens when you take her away from all these characters and relationships that she's built and you give her to, I mean, honestly, also, like, good on them for casting Julie Kavner. And, like, actually finding a sister that she has this effortless, fantastic, She's natural, so like, a sh- it's really great that they have Nancy Walker and Julie Kavner as Ida and uh, Brenda there to make Rhoda work. And because of them, like, they both bring out these different sides of Rhoda. Like, Rhoda's a lot more, you know, snarky and, like, detached with her mom. She's like, I got it. But, like, she's a lot more... Cancel the caterers. Yeah, cancel the caterers. I'm going <laughs> on this day. And then she's also a lot more, you know, maternal, older sisterly and, like, yeah. wise with her little sister. So it, they did a really good job of putting the right characters around Rhoda that, like, really fleshed out her character in a really interesting way. And Valerie Harper handled it. Yeah, and smart not to just do another group of friends. We're not right. seeing the show Friends when we just saw Mary Mary Tyler Moore. We're seeing yeah. another perspective of a woman who is single. It's very interesting because Mary Tyler Moore is a show that is all about found family. Because mm-hmm. the end of that entire series is her being like, you guys are like, I'm not married and I don't have kids. You guys are like my family. And then I start getting really choked up because friends are family. Uh, but then Rhoda is, here's my actual family. Mm-hmm. And woof. Which is also kind of cool that thematically, a lot of the show is also about her relationship with her husband and, like, yeah. her family there. I have no idea if she ever meets his son again or if she ever, Donnie ever comes back. Poor Donnie. Uh, would you think, must other people see this episode of television? Would you recommend? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. This is a must-see. Oh, yes! <laughs> it's a must-see! This is a must-see TV. I think it's a really, I think, yeah, I would say to see, because no one, no one talks about this show. <laughs> No, no like, one talks about I have heard about it, but I think because of the person I am, it comes up in my periphery. Yeah. Because uh, I know a lot of people who love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was thinking of shows to pitch to you, I was like, in my head, I was like, Rhoda's perfect for Elena. Because <laughs> again, it it's was. like, I really arty it. person living in New York. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Looking for love. I mean, I love when Most the opening life I had, opening dude. credits when she was like, I went to art school. You were like, she's like, I did too. <laughs> so like, I was like, oh, this is so great. Uh, yeah, I think, and also as an example of how to do a sitcom, like a pilot, and also especially a spinoff pilot. Mm-hmm. This is a really good one. Because they didn't break, they didn't start clean. They started with Mary. Yeah. If and they you, started if in... If you find that YouTube scene. Put it on Hulu, they? guys. Where city so were they in? Minneapolis. Minneapolis. So they started in Minneapolis and they started with Mary. Yeah. So smart. Yeah. Only if you got to find that out. I don't know why. There's some weird... I don't know if there's a weird rights thing with... I don't know why it's not on Hulu. It's so peculiar. Um, uh, also, IMDb users, I think like 26 of them rated this episode an 8 out of 10. An 8 out of 10. Would you for, go higher or lower? For this series or for... All of, all of or for, all yeah, of I guess TV. all of TV. I would rate this a modern day TV viewer. Hmm, I probably 
It feels right. Okay, yeah, I would, yeah, I would... Eight's high, but it's not a perfect show. No, yeah, eight's like, it's a solid... And we called out writery moves that yeah. didn't feel natural, yeah. which it could be edging towards nine territory, but some things didn't feel realistic for the expectations they already set mm-hmm. up for us. Yeah, I think that those 26 IMDb users are on the money. Also, more people on IMDb rate this show. <laughs> Watch it and rate it. Because <laughs> that's like a low number. Uh... But yeah, any last thoughts about Rhoda Morgenstern? This is her. This is your last chance. <laughs> I I wish her the best from seeing her at this moment in her life when she's 33 and mm-hmm. going to hang out with her family indefinitely. Forever, apparently. <laughs> um, I just want her to have happiness, and it sounds like it's a bumpy road, so I <laughs> hope she got there. Uh, and, uh, and Brenda, too. Yeah, Brenda, yeah. Well, she's going to go on to voice a cartoon and make a... 20 like a billion dollars those simpsons voice actors like got bank and don't have to do that much work but you know what what they do is genius so it works out uh where can can people find you on the internet if they want to talk about rhoda or other things Uh, if you want them to i'm not easy to contact but i do have a presence Uh, You're making no guarantees. Like, no. You can comment on a random Instagram photo of somebody else on yeah. at Elena, E-L-L-L-E-N-A. Also, same handle on Twitter. And that's about it. That's about yeah. where I'm at. And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest, Elena Chimileski, for dropping by and talking about Rhoda with me this week. It got serious. Next week, I'll be discussing the full house episode, Back to School Blues. Back to School Blues is in season three. It is episode two. You can watch the full house episode on iTunes or Amazon. Also, a reminder that you can send in email questions to musthaveseentv at gmail.com. If you have a question about a sitcom from before the year 2000, go on and shoot it my way. Until then, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at at MustHaveSeenTV. If you like what you've heard, please, I beg you to rate and review the show on iTunes. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at at Brett White. You can read the words that I write at Decider.com, including that piece about the Rhoda Wedding episode. You can also check out my sitcom t-shirts and stickers at tpublic.com slash user slash Brett White. The theme song is Patricia's Moving Picture by The Go Team. Thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Thanks to all of y'all for listening, and I'll see y'all next week on Must Have Seen TV. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.